Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 10th of December, 2023. Flyers Daily presented, as always, by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. Seven Flyers assists in the game. All five Flyer goals. That means 210 pounds of food are getting donated to local communities in need as part of the Flyers and Penn Medicine's Penn Medicine Assist. Wow, what another road game for the Flyers. They continue to roll on the road, and they continue to roll this season. And, boy, I'm scratching my head trying to figure this all out. I I don't know how to make sense of any of it. There's a lot of season left, but let's just get into the particulars from this game as the Flyers went into Colorado and faced what, what I think, that I firmly believe, is a really good team in Colorado. Colorado's a team that I go, that team absolutely can battle for the Stanley Cup come the spring and into the summer. Absolutely believe that. They won it two years ago. They had a little bit of a down year last year, but they're absolutely a team that can battle for the Cup. I mean, they're the, the top team in the Central Division of the Western Conference, and that division's nothing to shake a stick at. You got Colorado, you got Dallas, you got Winnipeg, Arizona's up there. They've been playing well. Nashville's in that division. Flyers will see them Tuesday to wrap up the three-game homestand. It's a good division. Colorado was, you know, 5-3-2 and two coming into the game, and the Flyers went in despite the altitude, despite Nathan McKinnon and Cal McCarr and all of it. The firepower that Colorado has, and every guy that was dressed and in the lineup played a really good game. A really good game. And you look at, you know, timely goals in the game coming from different sources. Uh, Travis Konechny gets two. Owen Tippett, I thought, scored a huge goal in the way he scored it, which regave the Flyers the lead, the 2-1 lead. The Flyers scored first, which going into the game, they were 11-1 and when scoring first, now 12-1. and Travis Sanheim was an absolute alpha, an alpha performer again. And Travis Konechny, two goals. He's got five multi-goal games in the on the season. In his last six games, he's got five goals, three assists, eight points. He's heated up again. Joel Farabee picks up his 10th of the season, and Farabee scores it from the same spot he scores all of them, two feet from the goal line, because he's always going back door and driving the net hard, which tells you that he's healthy. If he's willing to go there to score goals, and I think eight of his 10 have been scored right around the crease this year, you know he's healthy. And Bobby Brink, who doesn't panic with the puck, just a little slippery little pass to Farabee on the back door, and he pounds it home. Travis Sanheim, multi-point game. Tyson Forster, great assist on the first goal, on the outlet pass, and, and Couturier as well. Things are working for this team. I thought Morgan Frost played maybe his best game of the season. He only ended up with one point. But I thought he created all game. Flyers actually get outshot in the game 39-34. They get out hit in the game 19-16. Usually the number, the hits number, the team that has the higher number of hits had the puck less. Now, Colorado in the first period had the puck a ton. The rest of the game it was the Flyers puck. Flyers went on the PK twice. Colorado went on it once. So pretty disciplined game. Flyers dominant in the faceoff circle, 58%. And they come away with the 5-2 win. Konechny scores that first goal. And the thing that makes that goal great to me, really simply, first of all, the outlet pass, it's the lob from Forster from his own zone. And Sean Couturier is moving up the ice. And because it's a lob, you know, 
everybody's trying to figure out what to do with the lob to defend it. When you're defending one of those lobs coming into the neutral zone or towards your blue line, you're going, okay, do I attack the lob? Do I let it hit the ice and then try and play it? And it's up in the air. Everybody's looking up in the air, and all the Colorado players are going to the lob puck. And as soon as Couturier comes up with the puck after the lob, how many times can I say the word lob? What, is, what does Travis Konechny do? He just goes right to open ice, right in the middle of the ice. He recognizes that everybody on Colorado is going to the puck to try and gain possession. So he takes the ice that's open right in the middle of the ice, and Sean Couturier, he sees him, sends him an absolutely beautiful pass, and he ends up going in, getting the goal, opening the scoring, puts the Flyers up one nothing. Couturier and Forster with the assist. Then at 18.59, we see the dynamic play of a guy like Nathan McKinnon who shows you his full arsenal on this play. The speed and and skill for which he got up the ice and how just an incredible skater he is. And then you see the power in his game. As he goes in down the left side, drops the shoulder, moves to the middle of the ice, is able to beat Carter Hart. So that ties the game at one. So we head to the second period. 9-0-1 into the second period. Owen Tippett goes, okay, McKinnon, you're a big, fast speedy guy that's got some power so do I so he does the same thing <laughs> Tippett goes in with an unbelievable finish puts the Flyers up two to one Bobby Brink picks up the assist by the way Brink multi-assist game again his eighth and ninth assist of the season then Flyers up two one less than two minutes later at 11 17 Travis Sanheim after everybody in the offensive zone is moving everybody everything's in motion Travis Sanheim recoils at the dot Shades towards the top of the circle. Gets a beautiful pass from Morgan Frost, who brings it out from behind the net. Low to high play. And Sanheim absolutely wires one over the blocker and gives the Flyers the 3-1 lead. Frost and Tippett pick up the assist. Brinks out there as well. It was just a great five-man unit of offensive zone pressure. And getting second-chance opportunities, all of it. And Sanheim, beautiful shot for his third goal of the season. Uh, that's at 11.17. Then a minute and 11 seconds later, 12.28, Josh Manson is able to beat Carter Hart on a bit of a seeing-eye shot uh, from the point. It looked like there was a layered screen there of Flyers defensemen and Colorado forwards as Ryan Johansson uh, won the faceoff back to Manson. That made it a one-goal game. So we go into the third period. Again, it comes down, it boils down to really simply win the period, win the game. You're up a goal. You have uh, a, a period to just outplay, outwork, and you know, get a win. Get out of Colorado with a win. And they come out in the third period, and at 9.31 in, Travis Konechny earns that penalty shot. He goes in. He's able to get the goal, his 16th of the season. Flyers go up 4-2. And then less than a minute later is the Farabee goal, which we just talked about, and the great puck movement that once again takes place on that one. Sanheim picks up his second point of the game, and Bobby Brink picks up his second point of the game as well. Fire, Flyers skate off with a 5-2 win. All right, let's look at the five games, or six games rather, last six for Travis Konechny. Now, this starts back on the 28th of November. It was that loss against Carolina. Konechny had gone three straight games without a point. He didn't have a point in the second Islander game. Nobody did, except for kind of Tyson Forster. Uh, that was the one nothing shootout win the Flyers got. Uh, he didn't have a point against the Rangers on Black Friday. And then he didn't have a, a point against the Islanders. Actually, he didn't have a, the first Islander game was the one the Flyers lost. And then the second one was the one nothing one. So he didn't have a point in three straight games. And he only had one goal in his last five. Then he comes into this stretch, which begins on the 28th, like I said, against Carolina. It's a loss. 
but Konechny gets a goal in that game in 20 minutes and 32 seconds of ice time. Then he has the game against the New Jersey Devils, which was the overtime loss. He ends up with an assist in that game, and he played 22-48. Then we go to the next game, the game in Pittsburgh on the 2nd of December. In that game, he doesn't, doesn't have any points, doesn't get anything going. And then he comes back against Pittsburgh at Wells Fargo, and he has the two assists. Then against Arizona, he has the two goals. And then last night, two more goals. So he is running very hot right now, once again, is Travis Konechny. And you look at his season, and it's just remarkable what he's been able to accomplish. Again, coming off a year last year, where had he not missed some games, he may have been a you know 80-point player last year. This year, in 26 games, he's played them all, or 27 now. He's got 23 points, 16 goals, 7 assists, 23 points. And for a team that's starved for scoring, that's a huge element to be able to get that scoring from Travis Konechny. It's been a huge thing. And real quick, i got to talk about Travis Sanheim as well because I thought he was incredible in the game last night. I thought it may have been his best game of the year. And when you look at the average time on ice for NHL defensemen or NHL players, skaters, he leads the NHL, averaging 25 minutes and 46 seconds, six seconds more than the Washington Capitals' John Carlson. That's, uh, what, 15 seconds more than Drew Doughty of the Los Angeles Kings, more than Seth Jones, more than Rasmus Dahlin, more than Heiskanen, Noah Dobson, Morgan Riley, Mike Matheson, and Quinn Hughes. He's the leading ice time guy in the NHL. And he had a very dominant game. And in my wildest dreams, you know, I always thought Travis Sanheim would be a good finesse, big-bodied finesse defenseman. Not the alpha bit of a, you know, power game defenseman when he turns into offense. But he's done that. I didn't think he could go to where he is right now. Maybe he didn't think he could. I don't know. But he is turning into, he's having an unbelievable year. I don't know if it's sustainable. It hasn't dipped. He's had some games where, you know, you're facing the top top lines of the opposition, game in and game out. If you don't have the top line, you got the second line. So he's facing the toughest tasks, the toughest jobs, the, the toughest shutdowns in the game. And he, the 20 pounds of muscle hasn't hurt his speed or his burst or anything. All it's done is, between his ears, tell him that he can be a player that plays with power. Now, he's not out there blowing guys up and hitting like crazy. None of that. But he's going out there and playing a really precise, decisive, physical, and I'll dictate the terms type of game. That's what he's doing. And I didn't think he could get to this. I didn't see this element of his game developing in his repertoire. But... I'll tell you what, it's crazy. It's crazy to see what he's been able to do. Now, the Flyers with the win last night, they uh, they had lost the second spot in the Metropolitan Division for a fleeting moment uh, because the Islanders won last night. So the Islanders jumped in front of the Flyers in the standings. The Islanders went up to, what, 31 points through 26 games. But by the time the Flyers game concluded, which was late, Later, through 27 games, the Flyers now have 32 points 
15, 10, and 2 on the season. Flyers are 6, 6, and 1 at home. They're hockey 500 at home. So they played, what, 13 games at home. They've played 14 so far on the road. They're 9, 4, and 1 on the road this season. They're plus 10 in goal differential. Remember how good the Rangers looked and how good the Rangers have been this year? 18, 6, and 1, 37 points. I think they're one of the best teams in the league. They're plus 12 in goal differential. Flyers are now plus 10 in goal differential and have won four straight games. For example, you look at a team like Vegas, they're plus 30. What an absurd number. When you look at the Pacific Division, the top three teams, the goal differential is insane. Vegas, plus 30. The Kings, plus 35. The Vancouver Canucks, plus 33. Then the San Jose Sharks are minus 53. But anyway, I digress. The highest team in goal differential in the Eastern Conference is Boston at plus 22. That's always been a telling number to me. Even though you can lose a game 7-1 to and win a game 2-1, to and they mean the same in the standings. Uh, but the Flyers, they're taking care of business. And they're going to go down to Nashville coming up on Tuesday and take on a Predators team um, that it's been, it's been a scuffle for the player, Predators this season. I mean, Nashville right now, one game over 500. 14-13 on the year, 28 points, dead even in goals, uh, goal differential, 7-3 and three in their last 10. They've got some really good players, obviously Roman Yossi, and they've got others. UC Saros, a really good goalie. Um, but the Flyers have a chance to go on this three-game road trip and really make it stand. Win the first two, you got an opportunity now to sweep the trip after you played eight games against your division. After you played eight games in the Metro and had a pretty good run there, you certainly finished it well. And then they're going to come back home after this trip. Again, they'll wrap it up Tuesday in Nashville. Then Thursday, we'll get our first look at the Washington Capitals, who, by the way, are now sitting three points behind the Flyers, but have played three less games. Then we're going to see that's Thursday. Then Saturday, we'll see the Carolina Panthers, or Hurricanes, rather, for the, uh, or no, it's not Carolina. It's uh, Detroit on Saturday. We'll see Detroit for the first time in Patrick Kane. That'll be a, a fun affair. And then the Flyers will go to New Jersey. Then they'll host Nashville. Then they'll go to Detroit, Vancouver, Seattle, and Calgary to wrap up the calendar year. But here's where we are right now. I talked about in, ye- <clears throat> in yesterday's episode. We have to have some serious conversations going forward. Not saying they should buy. I don't care what they do this year. They shouldn't be a buyer. And Danny Breer was on the television, on the telecast pregame show uh, with Jim Jackson and Brian Boucher and reiterated that. That that doesn't change their mindset. No matter what they do, it doesn't change their mindset because they don't want to be a team that makes the playoffs one year, misses the next. they got to think long-term. But winning now is good. And again, when you look at the names that end up on this score sheet, like Travis Konechny, since John Tortorella has been here, has had a massive resurgence to his career. Sean Couturier has come back and played very effective hockey. A lot of people, I had questions about Sean Couturier and and his viability going forward, too, after missing 21 months. Owen Tippett, since the trade, he was unlocked last year under John Tortorella. He's got his ninth goal of the season last night. Bobby Brink, a very young player, flourishing in a multi-point game. Travis Sanheim doing things that I never thought were possible for Travis Sanheim. Tippett has a multi-point game. He has a goal and an assist. Farabee 
bounces back after a year last year, which I think a lot was predicated on his health, which I don't think ever was caught up. But he's got 10 goals. It's just astounding. Tyson Forster had an assist. We know how he remained in the lineup and how the details of his game have been so important, even when he's not scoring, to make him a net positive player. And again, the goaltending of Carter Hart. I mean, how could I even gloss over that element of it? It's all clicking right now. These, this is fun to watch. Maybe it's more fun because we didn't expect it. I mean, Hart in the game, 36 saves on 38 shots, a 947 save percentage. He's, he just, he's like old reliable. The only thing is, is he's not old. He's 25. He'll be a restricted free agent this offseason, arbitration eligible. Boy. I don't know. We'll try and wrap our head around this coming up tomorrow when we talk to uh, Bill Meltzer for Mondays with Meltzer because there's a lot to discuss and a lot of serious topics to discuss. Where is this all going? I don't know. I'm going to just tell you what. It's now 1230 at night after the game, Saturday into Sunday. I'm going to just calm it down a little bit, relax, and just enjoy the win. I hope you all do the same. Everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily.